0: Welcome back, everybody, to our Let's Talk Dallas County program here on the Raccoon Valley Radio Network, brought to you today by Perry Fairway, always fresh, always affordable. This is Coltrane Carlson, and our guest today is our state senator, Sarah Trone-Garriott, joining us once again. So thank you very much, Senator Trone-Garriott, for coming on. Thank you so much, Coltrane. You bet. Well, there's been a kind of barrage of a lot of bills getting flown around here this past week over at the state capitol. Some things that have taken more center stage than others. We'll kind of hit up the more popular things first, I guess, right out of the gate. There's probably been maybe at least five. 10 drafts of the AEA changes that was originally proposed by Governor Kim Reynolds earlier in the month of January. So I guess just to start us out, can you tell us what is the latest and greatest information that you can share with us about recent drafts that you've seen of this bill?
1: All right. So this is how, you know, a little bit of the history of this AEA bill Mm -hmm. came out of nowhere. The governor actually worked with an out-of-state consultant called GuideHouse to create this piece of legislation. Republican legislators hadn't even seen it. So it dropped right after the condition of the state speech, and there was a lot of pushback. Immediately, the public had a lot of problems with the bill because it it cut some pretty significant services from the AEAs, and it was undermining the special education services that were left in the bill. There was an amendment which was not really responding to the concerns the public, there were changes made to the bill, but it didn't really make it any better. So this amendment that wasn't really publicly available until we had subcommittees. Some examples of how it wasn't better is it took local control from school boards and moved it to the Department of Education. In the original bill, there were 99 instances of taking local control away from school boards and giving it to the Department of Education. In this new version, there were 133 examples of taking away local control. So not better. Lots of pushback. I got 1,015 emails about this bill. Lots of people have been showing up and speaking out against it. Lots of concerns. And so there were subcommittees in the House and the Senate. And on the House side, what happened is lots of people showed up, spoke against the bill, and the legislators there, they did not sign off on the bill to move it forward. Actually, all the Republicans in the House went to caucus. They have a lot of problems with it. They have a lot of heartburn. They're getting a lot of pushback. And so that bill seems to be dead on arrival. The original and the amendment And then in the Senate side, there were a lot of people showed up, spoke against the bill. The senators, two of the Republican senators on the committee did sign off on it, so it could move forward, but it doesn't sound like it's going to. Right now where things stand, I think the Senate and the House are trying to come up with their own proposal, but Governor Reynolds has really been pushing hard on legislators because she wants her original proposal to move forward. But what I say to the public is, Your advocacy is making a difference. We need to hear your perspectives on how the area education agencies are supporting your schools. What services have your family and loved ones received? What, you know, experiences do you have as an educator or as someone who works for the AEA? We need to be hearing that because it's all these different connections. You know, they were there at Perry the day... Of the shooting, they showed up to run the crisis response for communicating with families, for reunifying kids with their parents. They're going to be there four weeks to come providing mental health support and support for teachers. All those things were supposed to be cut in the proposal. We need that. We've needed that in our county. It's made a difference. I was talking to the sheriff's deputies, and they just spoke so highly of how important that was and how they could not have done that piece without the AEA.
0: Well, uh, Senator Trone-Garriott, do you think anything needs to change with the AEAs from the uh, the leadership, administration role? Some people have, have claimed that it's overinflated financially with some of those positions or consolidating. Is is there anything you see that maybe could use adjustments in the AEAs?
1: You know, what I think would be really helpful is if legislators said, okay, let's do an interim study committee. So we're going to spend the next year until the next legislative session meeting with folks, with school districts, with AEAs, with parents, with students, and trying to better understand where are there opportunities to make improvements, because right. there always are. But that work didn't happen with this bill. This bill came out of nowhere. Nobody talked to schools and families and AEAs. And we really need to do our homework before we start changing such significant systems, for our schools.
0: Well, and let's kind of transition a little bit and and talk about a proposal that came out of the Senate Democrats, as a matter of fact, and that is a constitutional amendment that would guarantee reproductive freedom and access to abortion care here in the state of Iowa. So can you speak to us a little bit about, you know, a few highlights of what's actually in that amendment and and how this came to be?
1: Yeah, so in the last General Assembly, the last two-year period, we saw a constitutional amendment to actually take a right away from Iowans. This constitutional amendment said that Iowans do not have the right to an abortion based on our state constitution because our Supreme Court had ruled that our constitution did ensure this right. This constitutional amendment floating around. It hasn't completed its process to get to a vote. And so this constitutional amendment is saying, yes, our Constitution does ensure a right. It does make sure that Iowans have that reproductive freedom protected. And that right includes prenatal and childbirth care, postpartum care, contraception, abortion care, miscarriage management, and infertility care. We've seen a lot of restrictions being imposed by other states. We are seeing troubles being Introduced in this state, and we want to make sure that we have really high standards in our state to protect the rights of Iowans because we're seeing things that we never thought would happen, never thought could become law, never thought would, you know, that we would lose the right to happen federally and all over the country. So we know that Iowans are vastly in support of reproductive rights access to abortion, access to contraception, and that these are things that people need to be healthy and safe and have opportunity. And so that's what this amendment is doing. So the thing about uh, constitutional amendments is that it's a long process. So you introduce it in one general assembly, that's a two-year period, and then it has to pass once. And then it has to pass a second General Assembly, another two-year period, because then it gives us a little bit more of a broad view because, you know, you have an election in there and you might have some new people coming in. And then after that four-year period, it can go on the ballot for the public to decide. I like that. I want the public to be able to have a voice in this process because I feel like right now we're seeing things happen and the public's not having you know the ability to weigh in but it's a long process and you know we're not sure if this one is going to move forward in this general assembly
0: and that was our state senator sarah Trongaria joining us once again for part one of our two-part series on today's let's talk dallas county program brought to you today by perry fairway always fresh always affordable we'll be right back with more here on the raccoon valley radio network